Welcome to the new neighborhood. I'm your host, Joan Lombardi, and I'm delighted to be with you today to share some of the dramatic changes that are taking place across the country as people are reinforcing a sense of community. They're supporting young children and families and assuring equity right from the start. Each episode of this podcast will feature innovations that are emerging to create a generation where all children and families thrive. Today, we're going to hear about some amazing work in the greater Boston area that has built on a partnership between early childhood advocates and housing champions. We're talking today to Kaylin O'Connor, who's a senior associate at the Center for the Study of Social Policy, Aliyah Pacom, Director of Community Engagement at Urban Edge in Boston, Massachusetts, and Carla Terrio, Director of Community Impact at United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley. Welcome all three of you. It's really exciting to have this conversation about how to bring the worlds of early childhood and housing together. Kaylin, I know you have experience at the center of bringing these two worlds together. Who did you partner with and how did you get started? Thanks, Joan. We had been working for a couple of years with NeighborWorks, which is a national organization that supports and funds affordable housing and community development work around the country. They're federally funded. And we'd been partnering with them recognizing that our areas of work overlapped a lot, but looking to identify the right kind of project to work together on. And you'll hear that echoed in what we did at the local level or what we supported folks to do at the local level, because what we decided to do nationally was for NeighborWorks and CSSP to bring together partners that we each worked with in communities where our networks overlapped. So we looked at where there were NeighborWorks organizations, that is housing and community development providers, that were also located in communities that are part of our EC-Link network. EC-Link is the Early Childhood Learning and Innovation Network for Communities, and we have 14 communities around the country. So there was significant overlap, and we offered an opportunity, actually NeighborWorks offered an opportunity for their members, if they were in an EC-Link community, to develop a proposal to partner with their EC-Link counterpart and for funding of $10,000 to propose a project that would advance their partnership together. In some places, they'd already been working together and they were able to identify some, something new to add on. In other places, they were just meeting and getting to know each other. So it was a wide variety. And Boston was one of the sites um, that was selected to be part of this and you're going to hear about the great work that they did. I also want to point out that across this learning lab, we had five NeighborWorks members in four EC-Link communities. And the thing they all had in common was that they spent some time in this project just getting to know the work of their counterparts. So the early childhood folks, um, for the most part, don't didn't know a lot about housing and, you know, how those types of programs operate. And the housing folks didn't know a lot about how the early childhood system operated. So they spent time learning and educating each other. And then some of the projects were more focused on improving housing for families with young children. And then there was a branch of projects that were focused on sort of bringing early childhood services to families where they live. So those are two of the ways that we see opportunities for partnership that we, we know how much housing matters for well-being and safety. And so when we can improve housing in ways that are 
you know, not going to cause as much asthma in, in children growing up in a housing development or that are just going to make more green space available, food pantries, those types of services that are more housing oriented. Um, that is that is a win. And then on the other side of that equation, when we can bring early childhood services to families in their communities and offer opportunities for parent leadership and offer you know, just an easy way to access some services that they might otherwise have to find elsewhere in the city. That's another way for these partnerships to be really powerful. It's really important because we know that housing has such an impact on family, family stress, overall family well-being, which then affects children. So this partnership seems like a natural Carla, tell us about United Way and your work in early childhood. How did you get to know Urban Edge and make connections to their work? Thanks, Joan. So United Way of Mass Bay focuses on two buckets of work, educational success and financial opportunity. And within those buckets, we partner with organizations working in early childhood, social emotional learning, financial coaching, and housing and homelessness. My role at United Way of Mass Bay is to lead our early childhood work, which is comprised of a few components. We provide general operating support to about 40 early childhood organizations across our footprint as the largest private funder of early childhood programs in Massachusetts. We leverage opportunities to support policy work in the early childhood space, and we also run initiatives through work with community partners. One of our early childhood initiatives is called DRIVE, and it focuses on increasing access to developmental screening for young children. We know that approximately one in six children is affected by a developmental delay, but only 20 to 30% of those kids are identified as needing support prior to entering school. But using a validated screening tool like the Ages and Stages questionnaire increases identification of the need for support to 70 to 80%, meaning that the earlier children get screened and connected to supports, the better it is for outcomes. Um, I know this is certainly not a new fact to the early childhood field. So DRIVE highlights the role of parents as their child's first teacher and supports programs and communities in using data to address trends in child development. Through DRIVE, we provide training on developmental screening, a community of practice for networking and resource sharing, and access to aggregate data. We have two models for this work. So partnering with programs where staff support families in developmental screening, and then our parent screener model where programs identify and uplift parent leaders to be stipended and trained to reach parents in the community to complete screening through more of a peer-to-peer -peer model. Traditionally, we've partnered with child-focused organizations for Jive. However, because at United Way, we're connected to partners focused on a variety of areas, Urban Edge has been a longtime partner of ours in the housing space. So although I had not previously had the chance to work with them, when CSSP shared the information on this project, my colleagues were quick to point out that there was a great opportunity for potential partnership. And this project really allowed our early childhood team to focus on how housing instability may impact child development, which supports United Way's overall work to provide people with stable homes and stable incomes because we know that will result in the best environment for children to thrive. And because we have so many facets of our work at United Way, opportunities like this to make connections between our streams of work and highlight uh, really the potential for broader impact are really exciting for us. Aliyah, tell us about Urban Edge and its role with families with young children. What, what most appealed to you about connecting with United Way as a way to enhance your organization's work with families and young children? Thank you, Joan. 
Urban Edge was really excited to get into the world of early childhood education about seven years ago when we created our Strong Start program. It was a um, completely new area, completely new field for us, but we were pretty much interested in really helping develop not only resident leaders, but also um, help with the early childhood education piece for our young learners. So we partnered with two other organizations, Families First and Jumpstart, to create this team of uh, partners who will help us, who helped us develop this uh, Strong Start program. Uh, since starting the program, we've graduated over a hundred participants um, through this program. When we received the opportunity to partner with United Way, we looked at it as a way to really just build on the existing program and really build leadership skills for the parents. And what attracted us the most was the drive program in the that United Way offered. We really um, saw this as a tool for parents to really pay close attention to the way that the children were uh, developing learning skills, if there were gaps missing, if they, you know, if they're able to identify it early on, they could potentially help their child, not just their child, but also parents who live in their community. We've been doing the program for about seven years, so we really thought and this connection would further enhance the program. So United Way, um, we're, they're not new to us. We've partnered with them in many other ways. So this was just um, another gateway to continue the partnership and continue working with folks over at United Way. Kaylin, you mentioned earlier that there were other examples across the country where one of the ways that they were partnering between early childhood organizations and housing was to improve the conditions in the houses for the parents of young children in those programs. Do you have any examples to share with us? Sure. Um, in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, they used this opportunity to expand on their Healthy Homes program that's run by the Children's Hospital. And so they were making improvements like replacing carpet with wood floors um, so that that is less likely to be a, a, a spot that allergens can develop um, and, and promote asthma. Um, they were also switching to less chemicals in their cleaning supplies throughout a housing complex, um, sort of things that actually benefit all the residents in, a, in the community, but we know actually are particularly important for young children. Um, so mitigating some of the causes of asthma and other um, chemical reactions, uh, that was one part of what they did. In uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, they, were, did, they did a project where they helped families who were homeowners to do some home improvements, things like weatherization, safety issues, uh, mitigation of problems. So for families that were owning their own home but didn't have the resources to make home improvements, they were able to get um, small grants. They had to have a child under the age of eight in the home, and they were able to work through community partners to make those changes in specific neighborhoods that were served by Children's Services Council of Palm Beach County. So those were both examples of really focusing on the housing conditions itself uh, for families with young children, where those might be programs that are sometimes offered to different populations, but aren't usually focused on young children. Those are terrific examples. And coming back to the 
a greater Boston area. I'd like to ask each of you, uh, starting with Carla, can you talk a little bit about what you think your greatest accomplishment has been with this partnership? So before the opportunity for this project with Urban Edge, we were interested in how our drive initiative could be brought into more traditionally serving adult or whole family organizations, such as housing programming, to support two generational programs. But with the conversations we had with Urban Edge through planning for this project and then throughout the project itself, it gave us a lot of incredible insight into the types of questions that folks in the housing world might have about incorporating developmental screening and how DRIVE could connect with a program like Strong Start that's providing such great support, connection, and learning for parents. So learning about the work of the Strong Start program and how a housing organization can support and empower parents was really useful for our early childhood team as we approached other folks and sort of the housing world in Boston and throughout our United Way footprint to talk about opportunities for partnership where they could bring in drive to support a whole family approach. So in addition to learning a lot about Urban Edge and having this really great opportunity for partnership, it really helped us sort of launch our, um, our work more in the housing space as well. Aliyah, and I'll ask the same question to you. What do you think has been accomplished through this partnership? Some of the things that we've accomplished with this partnership, um, as Carla mentioned, we were able to really build a great relationship and really learn about this DRIVE program. The DRIVE, you know, we saw it as an opportunity for our parent participants in the program to really build and network um, and connect with each other and also gave them the opportunity to go out in the community, really talk to other parents who may be having some difficulty and trying to educate, you know, other parents about, you know, be- becoming screeners and getting connected to the world of early childhood development. Um, we also were given the opportunity to present and have folks who, at the birth to eight convening learn more about affordable housing. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about affordable housing. So we wanted to educate folks in the early childhood development that it takes time to build affordable housing. It also takes time to get into affordable housing. So um, it's important for us at Urban Edge to keep families housed, to make sure that they're getting adequate housing and services and opportunities for them to grow while they're living there. So this was just a a great connection and, and a great opportunity between us and United Way to really expand on existing work that we do in the organization. So it sounds like both sides were learning and the families were getting new insights about young children and the staff was getting more insights into housing. So this is a win-win. For people listening, what advice do you have, Aliyah, about how to make these partnerships work in other communities? Just learning and educating each other about you know what we do within the organizations, learning about the residents that you serve, learning about each other's programs, and really finding ways to connect the missing pieces rather than creating something new. Just look at already existing opportunities within both organizations and finding areas where you can really tailor and enhance existing programs by working and partnering together. So you each benefit from the partnership. 
Kaylin, do you have advice or recommendations for other early childhood advocates in communities that want to build better connections to housing? Yeah, I would just say reach out. Find out who those partners are in your community if you don't already know. Find out who's already providing some kinds of services. We know that a lot of housing and community development organizations are providing things like after-school care for school-age kids. They may not be doing as much for families with younger children, but in general, they are very interested in doing that. They want to serve the families in their um, housing developments as well as they can. And so coming to them and saying, here's what we could offer. We want to learn about what you're already doing and how we can help. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And especially in communities that are paying more attention now as they should to disparities in their community, looking at affordable housing is a way to find some of the families that might not be reached by some of your other programming and that you could really help to make a difference with by bringing services to their doorstep and bringing parent leadership development and early childhood services and all of that right to families who can really benefit from it and might not currently be participating in programs. How does somebody start? I mean, do they just look up the housing authority in their community? I think looking up the housing authority or asking around if you are already partnering with your city um, and you know city staff who focus on early childhood, they would know who in the city is also you know, working in housing. Um, so using the connections that you have. And, and a lot of times, you know, you probably know who provides a lot of affordable housing in your community, or you know where those developments are, and you might never have looked into who runs them, but it should be um, not a mystery to figure out. And then just to find out who they're, you know, someone like Aaliyah in community engagement role would be the right person to reach out to. It might take a while to find that exact person, but um, it shouldn't be too hard to identify who those partners are. Well, that's great advice. And, you know, I think what we're seeing here in this example and all across the country are efforts to focus on both parents and children and the needs of them together, because we know that Family well-being affects child well-being, and child well-being is influenced by family and their communities. So I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please join us next time for more insights into how communities are coming together to create new neighborhoods. This podcast is a production of the Center for the Study of Social Policy. For more information or to contact us, visit us online at www.cssp.org.